Hello everyone and welcome to Lembeck. This is Umu and I am coming to you all with another video. Previous videos I've talked about niacin, which is vitamin B3, as to why I would use niacin for individuals experiencing mental health symptoms. Part of this podcast video is to make everyone understand any aspect of what is your mental health is actually a brain inflammation and body inflammation expression. As such, there's going to be a lot of different holistic approaches that can support your symptoms as you continue your journey towards wellness, whether you are on medications or not any medications. With that being said, my last video, I mentioned using niacin for a client that was experiencing high anxiety. Niacin is vitamin B3. The active form of niacin is called niacinamide. And I'll talk a little bit about the difference between the two of them. Vitamin B3 is water soluble. Means there's not a chance you may become toxic on it because water soluble means it goes in, it gets used, whatever that the body does not use, you excrete it through urine or bowel movement. So the only individuals that do have potential to become toxic on niacin may be individuals that do have kidney problems or kidney failure. It means the body cannot excrete and the body cannot detox. Niacin being used in mental health is a potent vasodilator. Vasodilators are molecules, once they assert their effect on our brains and body, they cause relaxation or dilation. And if they cause relaxation and dilation, they are going to dilate and relax all the veins, vessels, capillaries, and cellular beds to allow proper oxygenation and blood to flow through all of these structures. Niacin, after it's gone through some of its active form, becomes a very active cofactor or coenzyme called nicotinamide iodine dinucleotide. The short name is NAD. NAD is now been studied in huge amount in a lot of different medical literature as being the energy molecule that powers or support the powering of your mitochondria. Your mitochondria is a cell or organelle, specifically organelle that's found inside every cell. In our bodies, we have about trillions of cells. Everything that you see that makes up your skin all the way up to your skin is made out of tiny cells that becomes clusters and specialized to form specific organs. And within all of those organs are thousands and billions of mitochondria. Mitochondria are very important for what is our health and what is just us being able to be resistant to infection. Most disease processes or most inflammation happens during what we call anabolic oxygenation. It means low oxygen state or low oxygen state. We need aerobic reactions. 
or aerobic chemical reactions, which means that reactions that occurring with hydrogen and oxygen being part of those chemical reactions. When we see different aspects of presentation that presents as symptoms of mental health, we have now been able to go back and determine that exposure to different inflammatory processes that affects the brain and the body and affects the mitochondria health actually predispose you to developing symptoms that do get to present as mental health problems. Now, niacin being a vasodilator means if a person was experiencing anxiety or depression, part of the disease process is exposure to high levels of stress that impacts their body producing high levels of cortisol. As cortisol gets produced, the body goes into a cascade of reactions. And some of these reactions includes what will be the body becoming constricted. And if the body becomes constricted, it closes down what is those capillary beds. It shrinks those vessels and arteries and veins. And as it shrinks them and narrows them, it decreases what is proper oxygenation and blood flow through those vessels. Part of cortisol being released during high stress is also the fact that it makes the body goes into what is lipogenesis and glucogenesis. It means it makes your body produces more glucose and it makes your body produces more lipids, abnormal bad lipids. So if you are constantly stressed, some of the side effects of cortisol being released is actually formation of lipids and plaques that gets to fill up vessels and veins and arteries. And eventually most people may have what becomes symptoms of cardiovascular diseases. Part of um, cortisol also is it increases the pressure within your brain and your body. And as the pressure gets to be increased, the change in pressure and the change in those glycogenesis and lipogenesis means those vessels becomes affected. The vessels becomes constricted. They do not get to vasodilate correctly. They also do not get to be flexible. And if you are continuously being exposed to high levels of stress, those vessels eventually lose their functionality to be able to increase proper blood flow when you need it, which means they need to widen their diameter so you can receive more oxygen and blood. And then when you're not in need, they can go back to their normal structure or normal size. So having to have a person with anxiety being treated with niacin means niacin goes in and cause those vessels to actually be open. Now, one of the evidence that do support just how niacin is potent as a vasodilator is called the SEBRA study, S-A-B-R-E study. And what they did was they did an analysis of niacin compared to statin. Statin drugs are drugs that are used to reduce what is lipid, lipid or bad lipids in our bodies per se, decreasing what is low density lipids. Now, statin drugs in general 
when compared to niacin, they actually found out that the niacin was able to cause a very significant and positive reaction to opening those vessels to increase the blood flow to the brain when compared to statins. Now, their dosage of what they use of niacin was as high as 2,000 milligrams. That's a huge dose. Most of the patients in mental health who have treated over the years when I've used niacin, we have maybe gone up as high as 1,000, sometimes 750. So 1,000 to 2,000 may be really high for some people, but based on what may be underlying disease processes, potential obstructions, you may need a higher dose just to get the body to respond to a niacin per se. So what do you do to improve niacin in your body? Niacin is one that can be found through eating foods that are high in proteins. Niacin comes from foods that are going to be high in organ meats, meats and fish. There's going to be other sources of niacin. In general, the highest quality of niacin is in meat. I would have to do more research to find out what will be some of the highest level of niacin in food groups for vegetarians who practice eating vegetables only. But for now, niacin is most highest and more quality in terms of having a higher quality in meats. However, here's the caveat. No amount of meat you eat is going to give you significant amount of niacin because niacin through foods only give you about 2% of total niacin that you need on a daily basis. So supplementation is needed. In other words, the body cannot produce niacin on its own. It has to come from an external source. And since food is not going to give you um, about 90% or 70%, supplementation becomes very much beneficial. Niacin comes in two forms over the counter. The over the counter is gonna be niacin, which some people tolerate, or it's gonna be niacinamide, which some people also tolerate. It can come as flushing and non-flushing. Some people will have what is, uh, it's not a side effect, it's a vasodilatory exposure, which means you have an increase in blood flow to your skin, you activate a little bit of your histamine, and you flush. Your skin turns pink, some people will experience a little bit of itching, it's transient. It stays for about maybe 10 minutes or less, and then it disappears. Niacin is going to work for the person who is anxious, and what it does is it opens all of those capillary veins and arteries, that allows blood flow to go to your brain. Being a potent vasodilator means it's able to channel, which is dilation and relaxation through the whole body. So niacin is what we will call a central or systemic vasodilator. In other words, it's not organ specific. If you take niacin, it's gonna open all the vessels to all vessels within your brain and your body. And most clients with the vessels being open with enough oxygen and blood flow to their brains, they actually feel calmer. And that's why I use niacin. And most of the clients that use it actually do experience a decrease in anxiety. The half-life of niacin is actually four to six hours. 
So which means if I was treating niacin as the uh, treating you for anxiety as a soul, using niacin as a solar, or uh, just the only supplementation to support your anxiety, I will have to dose you in three different doses. But I'm always gonna start with introducing niacin to you. Add a smaller dose one day a week. See how you tolerate, and then increase from there. The starting dose of niacin is about 50 milligrams some people can be adventurous and start 100 300 600 i always that small because a lot of us are very sensitive to the higher of the doses and actually more responsive to the lower doses so start with 25. the pills of the capsule are going to come in 50. so for maybe about three days to a week Start with 25 by cutting the pill in half or dumping half of the capsule content and you take it in the daytime. Because niacin have a very calming effect, a higher dose may potentially induce that histamine flare a little bit more potently than if you gradually build your tolerance to niacin. By taking the half dose in the morning, you get to actually step back and observe are you a person who's going to flush and what's the severity of the flush and what's your tolerance level and if it doesn't cause any of those abnormal or disturbing side effect or uncomfortable side effect then you get to take another half at night time so twice a day and eventually you can increase your caps your tablet or capsule to 50 milligram twice a day to three times a day as needed the other um, condition to be concerned with is niacin is going to be one that works for any individual regardless of sex age or race the only time it's not going to work is based on the fact that as we age specific chemical reactions in our bodies and the way our body will process different type of supplements is going to be reduced so sometimes aging may affect it but that can just be having to tinker with the dose to determine whether we have a higher dose or we actually have a lower dose based on age and based on your metabolism. Another thing that can affect whether you may be tolerant or be able to see the support or benefit of niacin is your gut health. If you are having absorption issues, it means you may take the capsules and you may not actually notice what is the effect of niacin. In that case, you may have to do another tinker which means you put the capsule or empty the capsule under your tongue which the taste is very not comfortable or palatable or you may have to actually use a liquid form of niacin under your tongue and you will actually get the benefit of that another condition that's going to impact your niacin is going to be any aspect of alcohol use Alcohol is one that actually depletes a lot of your vitamin B storage and you pretty much it depletes them. It also affects the cells in your gut that are responsible for absorbing B vitamin. So you may be an individual, if you're taking large amount of alcohol, you may not be able to absorb niacin properly. With that being said, this is just a tiny glimpse into what niacin is as a supplement. And it's one that's pretty safe to be used. Most reaction any individual will get on a dose of niacin is going to be flushing versus non-flushing. In that case, look for a niacin that says non-flushing if you flush. 
However, the anxiety or the anxiolytic, anti-anxiety property or the anxiolytic property is actually found once you are able to tolerate the flushing, which happens transiently, and then eventually you do not get to have those exposure. With that being said, thank you for listening. Again, this podcast is just for informational and empowerment purposes only, not meant to replace what is your medical advice in treating your anxiety. Niacin can be safe to use with your medications if you're on them for anxiety and just discuss with your medical provider and get the green light to go ahead and try it as an augmenter, which means you keep your medications, but now you get to augment with a niacin as a supplement and that should support uh, you not having to have significant escalation in your medical management. If this podcast or just video has been instrumental or resonates with you or you know of somebody who's experiencing anxiety please feel free to share it and if you have more questions about just how to use niacin feel free to use the comment section if you have been somebody that used niacin and have actually observed the benefit of niacin please feel free to use the comment section to share with us what has been your experience thank you all for listening and watching and have a wonderful day